my shorts. Everybody, welcome to the Dave Lee Down Under podcast, episode three. Oh, three episodes down and many more to go, hopefully. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. I am, of course, joined once again by my good friend, old mate Rick. Hey, guys. Who is, uh, as, as, as we say every week, we kind of have to give you a little bit of an introduction. He's not just my good friend, he's also my father. Yep, the old boy. The old boy. So we're very excited to get into today's show. As usual, it is a huge show. We've got a whole lot of stuff to talk about. There's a bunch of like stuff about streaming services going on in the world, a bunch of new movies and stuff being announced and TV shows and stuff, especially in these COVID times, which has been nuts. Um, now, of course, uh, you can join us every single Monday on all the podcasting platforms. That includes Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and all the smaller ones as well, I believe, we're on there as well. Um, the visual element will be available to view on YouTube every uh, every Monday alongside all the, the podcasts as well. Uh, but if you are a patron supporter, you get that two days earlier on the Saturday. Uh, so if you want to uh, support us, support the channel, support um, the, the podcast, all that stuff, you go to patreon.com forward slash Dave Lee Down Under. If you are listening on podcast platforms... For as little as a dollar a month. As little as a dollar. All the, all the great... Uh, all, all the great value you get out of that. Early access to this, early access to videos, all that kind of stuff that I do on YouTube. Um, of course, if you are listening on podcast platforms, we would love you to uh, send in some reviews and some ratings and stuff, as long as they're good. Yeah, we don't want the bad ones. We don't want the bad ones. We want the good ones and the mediocre ones. So You've got to be honest about it. Oh, maybe maybe just the good really? ones. Maybe just the good ones. <laughs> um, of course, you can find me on YouTube at Dave Lee Down Under, um, over on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, just search me, Dave Lee Down Under, and I'll, I'll be on there as well. If you want to write anything into the show, anything, uh, go to DaveLeePod at gmail.com. So I think that's it. That's the uh, that's a little opening that's the intro. I'm out of breath already. <laughs> we got, we got oh, another. That's it. Let's go. All right. <laughs> we got another. Uh, all right, see you later, guys. We're off. No, okay. Cut that out. <laughs> Cut it out. Cut out all the joking. There's no joking around on this podcast. Very serious. Yeah, good one. Good one. Um, it has been a boring week for us. A bit dull. A bit dull. It's been a little bit uneventful. I've been doing a bit of painting and yeah, other crap around the place. Yeah. Not much else. Not much else. <laughs> I've been working. I've been watching stuff. Uh, we had a, 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 a less eventful week than... Uh, Chris Evans. Ooh. Oh, no. Poor Chris Evans. Oh, no. Chris Evans on uh, Instagram stories. I'm sure you've heard the story. We won't spend too much time talking <laughs> about it. Um, but, oh, the poor, the poor guy. He's, uh, he's sending out like a live Instagram story. He, um, I, th- I think he was playing some kind of video or something like, oh, just me mucking around, whatever. And at the end of the video, it cut out. Um, and it went straight back to his uh, straight back to his camera roll, and on the camera roll was, oh yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, he, uh, he 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 shared act- a photo of his his uh, his Captain America, yeah. his, little, his little captain. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! 
Uh, uh, why would somebody like that have a photo of their junk on the? Well, he is Captain America. He is old Cap, old Cap, little Cap. Um, yeah, but he took it in his stride. I mean, he got a little bit of a grilling. From... <laughs> he got it out of his stride. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> he, he got a bit of a, a grilling from uh, from a few of his uh, his contemporaries on Twitter. Mark Ruffalo tweeted, "Chris Evans, bro. <laughs> While Trump is in office, there is nothing you can possibly do to embarrass yourself. See, silver lining." <laughs> uh, his brother Scott Evans uh, wrote the next day, "Was off social media for the day yesterday, so what did I miss?" Some pretty funny comments down the bottom of that one, and then of course Chris Evans came out of the uh, the woodwork a couple of days later and just said, uh, "Now that I've got your attention, did a little face palm and the shrugging emojis. Vote November third. That was a real smooth <laughs> move there from was it, was it uh, from a deliberate Cap. ploy by? Well, who knows? Was it his junk or was it somebody else's? Well, who, who knows? Not judging. Not judging. Well. To which they run. Exactly right. Um, I, I, by the sounds of it, I think it was his his little captain. So <laughs> let's move on from that one. <laughs> this is turning into trash radio. <laughs> trash radio. Disgusting. <laughs> Disgusting. That's the end of the show, guys. See you later. Last episode ever. All right, cut it out. Like I said, no joking around. We've been watching a bit of stuff, uh, as we said a few weeks ago. We've been watching the X-Men films. We sort of wanted to do that um, in the lead up to um, New Mutants, which is a new X Men film. But that really didn't. I did open here, but because we're in Victoria, we can't get to the cinemas. That's um, right. But anyway, so we, we we started watching them. We thought we'd continue. We watched the Wolverine. Yeah, which you liked. I enjoyed that. I loved it. I thought it was really yep. good. Uh, it's the best one. Some so of the far. earlier earlier. In the series, yeah, the, I the trilogy I wasn't huge yeah, wasn't, on, and that wasn't great. That explains why I think I only ever watched them once. I don't ever remember watching them more I'd, than I'd, once I'd again. Never, I'd never watched You'd them. Never seen them. No. Now I'd seen up to the Wolverine. I hadn't seen X Men First Class, which we watched uh, on Sunday last Sunday. So that's the start of the new, the newer, well, not trilogy. There's like four or five of them, but the newer series of films, like the reboot, the yep, the series. Um, I liked it. That was quite good. I thought that was better was than. It? First well, class. First, oh, yeah. The prequel yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I enjoyed that. I thought that was that quite was good. good. Um, that was, I thought it was better than the original trilogy of movies. So oh, that was quite yeah, good. most definitely. Um, of course, I've been... I think the original trilogy, they were really searching for what they wanted to do. Well, really. exactly right. We've got to think about it. Like, this is, the fir- this is the start of the big superhero explosion of films, the X-Men movies. Exactly I right. mean, this is before yeah. yep. Spider-Man. And really, all you had before that was stuff like Batman and Superman. I think Blade, maybe the first Blade was before X-Men as well. But nothing like on that like big grand scale superhero team up kind of thing that really did go and lead to the MCU yeah. stuff. So it's really I found them really rocky, maybe a little cheesy in parts, but you got to look at them for what they are for when they were made. Um, I, as 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 I've been saying, I've been um, trying to get through this huge stack of hundreds of titles that I've just been buying over the years and haven't had time to watch. And I'm finally taking the advantage to get up early in the morning, and just watch some watch some catalog titles that I've. I've been needing to catch up on over the years. Uh, this last week, I watched About a Boy and Bend It Like Beckham, which I really enjoyed. Good film. I'd actually seen really them. Filmed. I'd seen them when I was a kid, but obviously didn't really appreciate them that much. As strange, about a, like I'm a huge Hugh Grant film, uh, fan. Yeah. Huge Hugh Grant fan. And it's one that just kind of, I guess, evaded me after I saw it for that first time. Mona Lisa Smile I watched. I thought that was really good. Uh, Julia Roberts, uh, Kissed and Danced, Maggie Gyllenhaal. A uh, huge cast, stacked cast. That was a really good movie. Dress to Kill with Michael uh, Michael Caine. Yeah, it's really good, good thriller. Oh, I enjoy that. Uh, Brian De Palma film, really great. Entrapment, that really cheesy Sean Connery, Sean Connery and that's um, right, yeah. uh, Catherine Zeta Jones film. 
Yeah, that, well, yeah it's okay. That was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it's, it. It's a bit of fun. It's not, not a great film, but it's... It's a bit of fun. Uh, here's one that we're probably both a bit um, uh, divided on. Vanilla oh, Sky. Don't start me on Vanilla, Vanilla Sky. Sky. I watched it and I think I really liked it. I just find it a piece of shit, basically. It's a weird movie. It's so weird. You have to just like really yeah. concentrate the whole time and just really like try and keep up with it. And strange, sometimes I get... I just, find, I just found it really self-indulgent. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if Cameron Crowe is that kind of director. Like he did Jerry Maguire. Yeah, I know. I uh, love Jerry Maguire. I don't know. I, just, I don't know if I saw it that way. I think maybe Tom Cruise's acting in parts is a bit over the top, oh. really hammy, really crazy. I don't know. There's just something about that I really hammy. It's I think key. I just. I think I just really like the. I don't know. I think it's one that I have to go back to at some point when I can spare the extra two and a half hours again. I think I walked in on it about halfway through, didn't I? Yeah, you did. Yeah. Probably, I probably need to sit down. You probably need to go from the beginning again. I think I feel like it's a movie that was like I know it's like probably a really pretentious thing to say, or something that's probably just like really um, uh, cheesy to say. But I feel like it was a movie that was ahead of its time. It's the kind of movie that you you didn't see a lot of back then, which is just the whole just sort of I don't know. I don't know. I re- I really enjoyed it, and I want to go back and there was a, a Spanish version originally. Um, which um, uh, Penelope Cruz was actually in as well. That's she, right. Yeah, yeah, she was too. Redid her role in Vanilla Sky. I'm trying to remember. I think it's called Open Open Your Eyes or something. Mm, I believe it was sure. called. Um, but anyway, I'm going to try and track that one down. Um, and uh, we finished the second season of Deadwood. Uh, not Deadwood. Yellowstone. 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 Fabulous finish to the second season. Yeah. Oh, season. great. Oh, great. Such oh, a good yeah. Show. Kevin Costner on a ranch with all these ranch hands and, oh, man, just great, just crazy stuff yeah, to kick it off. We really love enjoyed it. that. Yeah, um, really, really good show. Just got to get season three now. Watch season three. season three. I think it's on Stan, yeah. so we might have to get the Stan free trial and watch come, it. We'll come back to that. We'll come back to that soon, yeah. yeah. Um, and what's that sound? <laughs> Woo! You know what that means? It's a Deadwood update. Deadwood update, update. yes. <laughs> I almost, I, I screwed the pooch. I said Deadwood before. Deadwood update. Now, last week we said we finally picked up Deadwood for the third time. It's not the third time we've watched the whole series. This is the no, third time we've like actually attempted it. to watch the show. We've started to watch the show. Um, we had watched two episodes before last show, and this week we've managed to get in two more episodes. Two episodes. So, so two episodes a week. We should be done by Christmas twenty twenty one, maybe something like that. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, but no, we're slowly getting there. It's just trying to find the time between Yellowstone and whatever else is on television at the moment. Um, it's good. It's enjoyable. Mm. But it's one of those ones you just have to – they're like, they're like 60-minute episodes each. Yeah. You're just going to have the time. Yep. You're just going to have the time for it. Great show, though. Love it. Really, really good and show. The, the, the four episodes we've watched, I, I've, I've watched those four. I don't know how many you've seen. Watched, well, we watched it together, but I don't remember any of it. I re- well, I remember, I remember what happened in the fourth season. Uh, sorry, fourth episode. Oh, yeah, last night's one yeah, with, yeah, uh, with Bill Hickok. I yeah. re- that's like one of the only yeah. things I remember from it. Yeah. And a lot of something like that. And the next, the next episode or two I remember as well. because I don't know, we'll have to see. Because you've got the, the little girl that they saved from that. Yeah. And I know, I know what happens to I, the, yeah, to the I little girl. Yeah, I know she comes back. Yeah, I don't know. And everything well, else. So I don't know. I, you know, so I'm at least that far down. I know that much. It's a matter I, of getting to season. I don't two think we ever made it out of the first season. We'll do it this time, though. We'll do oh, it for definitely. How? Yeah, that's good. Yep. 
So let's get that done. Let's get that done. We will get that yeah. done. Um, a couple of weeks ago, I said on the podcast, um, it was the last show, I think it was the first show we did, I had been up since like 2 a.m. Um, because uh, my friends over at Disney uh, had reached out to me and asked me if I wanted to take part in a press junket, which was awesome. Um, the first press junket I've, I've done, um, I've done like red well, carpet. Well, for Disney anyway. For Disney. Yeah. Well, I've, I've, I've done a lot of red carpet things before, but this is the first thing where I like had like a proper like one-on-one kind of interview thing. It was virtual, of course, because the whole COVID thing. Um, but this is an opportunity I probably wouldn't have, I definitely wouldn't have had had it not been, I guess, the COVID thing or whatever, silver lining, whatever. But um, it was for the upcoming Disney Plus film called Secret Society of Second Born Royals. It releases this Friday, September 25th, it stars Peyton Elizabeth Lee, Isabella Blake Thomas, Olivia Diebel, who is a fellow Melbourneian, um, Niles Fitch, Noah Lomax, and I hope I can pronounce this correctly, Faley Rakato Havana. That's the cast. Rakato Havana. And I interviewed all of them. They're all really, really lovely people. Um, we're going to play just a very small snippet of the interview that I did with Elizabeth Peyton Lee. Um, Peyton Elizabeth Lee, rather. Um, and... Uh, just have a listen. Hi, my name's Dave. I'm calling from Dave Lee Down Under in Australia. Um, I saw the film a couple of days ago. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really fantastic. Um, Peyton, you've uh, obviously been um, part of the Disney family for a while uh, with your role on uh, Disney Channel's Andy Mack. Uh, how exciting is it for you to now make the jump to be a Disney princess, uh, pretty much an original Disney princess, one all of your own? Yeah, I mean, it's been an amazing journey so far being a part of the Disney family. There's nothing like it. Um, It's so special. And, you know, every kid or not every kid, but most kids grow up watching Disney Channel and, you know, loving the shows and the movies. And I mean, I can speak from personal experience. So much of my childhood was sort of centered around Wizards of Waverly Place and all of those shows, you know, so to sort of think about the idea that I might be a part of those core Disney memories for this new generation is very exciting. And um, I'm just so humbled and happy to be a part of it all. What what do you think the importance of of a story like this is at this specific moment in time? What do you hope people take from it? Yeah, I think this um, film couldn't be coming out at a better time, you know, for two main reasons. Firstly, because it's such a happy film, you know, it's full of hope and light. And those are two things that we don't really have a lot of right now. So I think um, being able to add a little bit of, you know, just fun and happiness to the world and to someone's day um, is going to be huge. And also, I think the themes of embracing who you are and loving yourself and others because we are all um, unique individuals and being able to come together because of that and find togetherness in our uniqueness and in what makes us different that's a huge thing um, that we need to work on right now as a society, because right now we're letting our differences tear us apart. And, you know, there's no way for that to ever work well, you know, so. I I guess uh, superhero films are really huge at the moment. Um, What do you think sets apart Secret Society from all the other films that are out there and TV shows that are out there at the moment? to say that I think it's great um, that this film kind of breaks the mold of what um, people might think a princess should be or might think a superhero should be um, and sort of like stands apart from those stereotypes which I think mm-hmm. is 
Yeah, that's great. Well, thank you for your time, guys. Um, really appreciate it. Take thank care. You so much. Awesome. So there you go. That was a that was a lot of fun to take part in. Um, and once again, uh, the my review for that film, which I thought was quite fun. It's um, a Disney Plus film, but it was made by Disney Channel. So it's got that really Disney Channel kind of yep. television feel. Um, I thought it was all right. I think the kids are going to enjoy it. I think for um, for what it, but for the kind of film that it was, which isn't particularly something that I would usually watch, I thought it was okay. I thought it was enjoyable. It kind of had like a um, um, like a Arrowverse kind of feel, like the the CW programs. Um, so my no. review, my full review for that film, uh, should be up on YouTube now. If you're listening to this. Um, and the full interviews with the entire cast that I did, I think it's probably like uh, I think like fifteen minutes worth of interviews will go up on the channel uh, later this week as well. Um, now this week, no, last week, last week, Disney again. My friends over at Disney contacted me again and uh, said they to, did. They did, um, and this is something that was very exciting for me as well. Um, they reached out to me, my um, contact over at the just the kind of the theatrical team because, like I've said, I've got contact. You know, you got you got to deal with people from Disney Plus, the theatrical team, um, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So this was a contact from the theatrical team reached out and said, um, "Do you mind if we use your quote from your review for Mulan on a a, a digital spot to yeah. be launched across digital Instagram, Facebook, etc.?" Oh, yeah, that's awesome. awesome. So they sent they they showed me the like the quote and the, my name um, and like. When you go into doing like film criticism and stuff, film reviewing, whatever you want to call it, um, for as long as I've been doing it, probably 10 years for various different outlets or whatever, you know, the big goal is always like you want a pull quote. You know, the quote where they like, pull the quote out of your review and they slap it on like a trailer or on a, a poster or a DVD cover or something. It's like always building up like I want that pull quote. Give me that pull quote. And finally, <laughs> finally, Disney reached out to me um, and asked – if, if they could use um, a quote from my Mulan review in the localised uh, digital spot for Mulan. Yep. Um, I said, yes, absolutely, yes, please. Next day they came back to me and they said, oh, I've actually, I've actually got that wrong. I thought, oh, no, they're not going to use that. <laughs> um, but he says, no, no, he said, um, what, um, what it actually is is a television commercial. I thought, oh, shit, that's even better. Yeah, yeah, go for it, go for it. The next day, he comes back and goes, oh, look, I got it wrong again. It is actually digital, but it will be a TV spot as well. Um, and mm. then they asked me, can we use this quote as well? So there was a second quote they pulled out. I said, yeah, absolutely, go ahead, do it. I love it. Um, so anyway, um, they have launched the digital spot. They launched it on television. We haven't seen it on TV yet. No, we've seen the, seen the digital one. Seen the TV. digital one. Um, a couple of people have written in and said, oh, yeah, we saw it on TV. I think they played it like during the finale of The Masked Singer on Channel 10, uh, which we don't watch, obviously, because we didn't see it. Um, but let's have a look. You'll hear them read out my, my little quote in this, uh, in this little digital spot. This was found on Facebook. We have excellent news. Critics everywhere are celebrating more. That's me. I'm one of the critics. That's not me. This is me coming up. Get ready. Impeccable cinematography. Oh yeah, there it is. <laughs> Impeccable cinematography. Yes, I did it. I got a pull quote. Like, how cool is that? That's awesome. Like, this is on like a proper ad. Um, I've had people writing in saying congratulations. That's that's fantastic. Watch then, goals ticked yeah, off. One of the goals ticked <laughs> off. I've had other people writing in, going, "It's a terrible movie." It's a terrible movie. You should be ashamed. I say, no, I'm not ashamed. I like the movie and I'm happy to have my review stuck on the trailer for that film. 
Um, and I've got to own it. Yeah, exactly right. And I've had other people writing in going, give me context. How was it impeccable cinematography? And I go, hang on a minute. They pulled two words from like a 10-minute YouTube review. If you want the context, you go and look at the review. Yep. Apparently, this is something that's really common with a lot of critics is that people will just pick apart like the pull quote. Like you haven't given any, like you really? haven't embellished on it. Yeah, like people are there's some crazy people out there, man. Well, it's like as crazy as you know, people watching videos of people playing video games. Well, exactly right. <laughs> Won't go there. My girlfriend does it. She loves it. She's just oh. obsessed with those like YouTube. Like, worth yeah, big my money. generation, we've got no idea. Worth big money. I am, but I sit there and I watch people talking shit about movies. People are listening to us talking shit about movies. Just talking shit. Exactly right. Exactly right. Um, but uh, Disney Plus, again, we'll stick on the Disney Plus course. The Mandalorian. Yeah. Oh, man. Big news for The Mandalorian. You've seen the trailer, yeah. Saw the trailer yeah. for season two, which is, uh, oh, looks really cool. We'll, we'll, take a looks very, good. we'll take a very quick look at the trailer for the second season of The Mandalorian. The Mandalorian, rather, which uh, launched earlier this week. Show me the one safety deemed such destruction. You must reunite it with its own kind. Where? This you must determine. The songs of eons past tell of battles between Mandalore the Great and an order of sorcerers called Jedi. You expect me to search the galaxy and deliver this creature to a race of enemy sorcerers? This is the way. This is the way. This is the way. Mandalorian season two, what do you think? It it looks great. I enjoyed the first season. Yeah. And if that's anything like the first season, it's probably better. Mm. Have they got a bigger bigger budget for it, maybe? I don't know, actually. Because they had a huge budget for it was the first enormous season. for a TV show, yeah. And we, we watched huge. that um, that doco on how it was made with the well, yeah, incredible, stuff. unbelievable, the way incredible they made the way they they did it with the virtual kind virtual, of like virtual backgrounds, background, yeah, like a big like big, big essentially like a big video screen, yeah, which has filled, filled the whole yeah the whole soundstage, the, the soundstage, and they can render it real time within a game engine, so the camera moves and the the background moves it essentially replaces green screen technology, yeah, which is insane, unbelievable, like it's crazy. Uh, obviously, John Favreau and his team over at Lucasfilm have been like uh, have pioneered this, but it like goes back like even as far as the work he did on the Jungle Book and the Lion King. No matter what you think about the Lion King, I mean, there's a lot of people out there who didn't like the remake, but the 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 visual effects in that film incredible, groundbreaking stuff, and you you can't you, you know you can't fault that you can't say that it wasn't because incredible no, incredible no, right. um, incredible visual effects. But yeah. So um, they have, the series has been recognised, actually, for the visual achievements. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Emmy Awards have been this week. They've done, I think, I don't know if this is because of COVID, they've split it up across the whole week, or whether they usually do it this way. I, I, feel- thought, they, I thought they might have, might have done the um, technical, one, technical awards and stuff early, and they don't. Like, oh, yeah. Look, when, it, when, it, when it's... When it's when all those award shows are mm. televised, yeah, yeah. you don't see all the awards. No, 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 no. The, well, I know the Academy does does like a separate night but for the Academy of Film and, and Tal- well, Motion Picture Arts and Sciences who do the uh, film yep. awards, yep. the Oscars. They hold their technical awards on one night. It's just like a dinner with like all the people. Yeah, that's right. Industry people. And they play like a clip show during the Emmys. So maybe, I don't know, maybe they do that for the Emmys um, sorry, they play that during the Oscar ceremony. But maybe they do that for the Emmys as well. I imagine they would because there's so many awards 
Um, but this year they've actually tele- not televised. They've um, they've streamed it online four or five uh, days in a row. Um, so all the all the technical awards have been handed out uh, at the time of this recording. This is correct, but we know that by the time this has gone out, a few things will have changed. Yeah, there'll be. Um, so it was up for fifteen nominations. The Mandalorian, the first season, which is not bad for the for Disney Plus's first series. To scrape out with fantastic. 15 nominations. Um, You'd be happy with that. Oh, yeah, exactly right. It's taken away five wins so far. Uh, special visual effects, cinematography for single camera series, half hour, sound mixing and sound editing for comedy or drama, half hour, and production design for a narrative program. It has so far lost um, awards for prosthetic makeup for a series, limited series movie or special I lost that to Star Trek Picard. Ooh, Star Wars lost that to Star Trek. Ooh, let's oh, that whole dear. Star Wars, oh, Star no. Trek argument. Yep. Um, sci-fi fantasy costumes, it lost to Watchmen. Um, single camera picture editing for a drama, it lost. It was actually three episodes nominated in that single category. Really? Three episodes for oh. the one program. And Succession won over that, which I believe had two episodes nominated. Okay. And one of the Succession episodes won. Now, still up for Sunday... So if you're watching this on the Saturday, then this hasn't happened yet. But if you're listening to this on the Monday, this has already happened. So exactly. this might be a bit out of date. But anyway, it's still up for Outstanding Music Composition. It's up for Outstanding Guest Actor in a Drama Series for Giancarlo Esposito, who played Moff Gideon. Of course, Gus Fring. Gus. Brilliant. Really was fantastic yep. in that. Um, outstanding Stunt Coordination. An outstanding character voice, uh, character voiceover performance for Taika Waititi, who played IG-11. Which is awesome. He was the robot. Yeah, yeah, I thought his voice was better. In, <laughs> in, oh, yeah, Korg. Korg. In, in Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> well, let's hope he picks up something. But he's actually up against um, up against a few people here. Uh, but Hank Azaria and Nancy Cartwright are both nominated for The Simpsons. And this is uh, Nancy Cartwright's... I think it was she won in ninety two or ninety three, yeah, something like that. Um, but that was like a kind um, of an ensemble. It was an ensemble cast award. I don't think it was actually like a proper category back then. From what I was reading, it was like almost like one of those honorary things where they just kind of just go, "Oh, here you go. You can have one this year. You can have one." So the ensemble of the Simpsons won that year. She was nominated again twenty seventeen, um, but didn't win, and she's up for it again this year. So I would kind of, I, I'd like her to win one. That'd be uh, fantastic. I think that'd be great. Um, Having but, played the same character for oh, 30, over 30, 30 years. years. Um, but Taika Waititi, oh, I don't know, man. I love Taika Waititi. Taika, I love His the guy. films are the killer. Oh, they're, they're the great. He's my favourite director at the moment, I think. So it Boy? Is it Boy called Boy? Boy. That was a great really film. Good. I love that um, film. The, the vampire one, um, What We Do in the Shadows. Oh, yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Hunt for the Wilderpeople. That is fabulous. Oh, just too. good. Just everything he's done is so good. Everything so he touches. Good. I love the guy. Yeah. Um, and he's of got, course, Jojo Rabbit. Jojo Rabbit is Or Ragnarok. Yeah. Oh, man. Like he's, just, he's, got a, he's got a great sense of humour, yeah. and it's that real that real sort of Kiwi mm-hmm. Aussie sort of sense of yeah. humour, isn't it? Oh, yeah, for sure. You know? like, he's just great. He's great. Um, and uh, so, yeah, so season two comes out um, October 30th this year. I'm looking forward to it. Like, I enjoyed the first. I'm not one. I know there's a lot of people who loved it, thought it was, like, fantastic, like, best Star Wars, like, ever. I wasn't. In love with it, but I thought it was a great series. And technically, yeah, of course, fantastic. Yeah, when, when once you know what they did to achieve it, mm. technically, yeah, you just astounding. Yeah, yeah. Like there's a there's a document. If you Mind haven't boggling. seen it, there's a documentary series. You watched it with me, or watched parts of it with me. 
are called Disney Gallery. It's yeah, like this, right. this series that they're going to do. I think they're going to do each season is going to be like based on a different series or whatever that they've made for Disney+. Plus. And the first season of it was Mandalorian, a whole series worth of little behind-the-scenes documentaries, which essentially added up to like something like eight-hour, essentially like an eight-hour documentary on the making of The Mandalorian. Fascinating. But yeah. there's one episode in there in particular that, that goes over like the technical achievements and stuff. So if that's something you're interested in, definitely at least check that episode out because it's just it's mind-boggling. Mind-boggling. Yeah. What 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 boggles my mind is the the minds that go into creating. That. Oh yeah, I'm like ever since I was a kid, I've been interested in like one of the first like filmmaking books I ever read was um, Andy Serkis's book that he wrote on um, um, how they put Gollum together for Lord of the Rings. Oh yeah, that's right. And, like that yeah. was like that was astounding back in the, like the early two thousands. Yeah. And just reading him, obviously Andy Serkis is the performer, but he was so involved with Peter Jackson and the production team in crafting the character and how they like revolutionized motion capture technology and stuff. So I was always fascinated with that. And to kind of see that progress over the last like twenty years and how quickly it's all progressed mm. is insane. And like Star Wars Episode Two, Episode Three, which were like the first big movies to shoot digital, to shoot with like 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 Episode Three was almost entirely shot on yeah. green screen. So see, like, but you growing up in the nineteen sixties and watching stuff like the Thunderbirds. <laughs> oh, and, and I love the Thunderbirds. To, and you come up to something anybody like else the, out there love the Thunderbirds? I love it. <laughs> Amazing, love great love show. It. But like, love it. you've gone from seeing stuff like that to something like The Mandalorian on, tele- yeah, exactly. on television. Exactly. And, and even and even when you were at uni and mm. the, and you had the mo- the mo- oh yeah, the motion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that was that was that was crazy to, s- to see yeah. that. And then, and then you go and watch, you know, you go and watch some guy prancing around yeah. the column on the screen, yeah. complete. And you think, wow, insane. Yeah. No, I, I took I took a unit in in uh, motion capture. Yeah, which is insane, like crazy. Yeah. I I don't think I did very well in the unit, um, but um, but I was just fascinated. I was just really interested, in it. and that was like one of the, like the um, the deciding factors for me to go to that university was because I had a motion yeah, yeah, capture yeah. studio, and it was only one unit. It was only for like I guess one trimester, but it was just awesome just to play around with it, get in the suit. And play. Oh, so cool! <laughs> I would have loved, loved it. Would have been great fun. Oh, it was so time. much fun. It was so much fun. Um, but yeah, so. There's a bit of streaming wars going on at the moment. There has been streaming wars going on for probably the last couple of years now. Yeah. Um, of course, Netflix were the first big one. Um, yeah. And there was a point where Netflix had everything. They had movies from everyone. They had their own television series. One-stop shop for everything. You don't need cable anymore. You don't, Why do you need cable for? Why do you need DVDs? Why do you need whatever? You've got Netflix, one-stop shop. Well, all the major studios have... As we all know, realised that there's a know, market there's, for there's it. a market for this, and they have all kind of started branching out and starting their own um, streaming services. And as they're doing this, they're kind of taking all the content away from Netflix. Well, and Disney, now Disney Plus was Disney the Plus start, was the it? first major one, and yeah. all the other studios have essentially followed in them. Disney, I mean, the studio like this is the huge conglomerate that essentially controls the entertainment empire, yeah. and all the other studios they follow whatever the hell that Disney does. And it's been like this since Walt Disney was there. You wait till Walt Disney does it; he tries it. If successful. You do it. Yeah. And it's that same mindset now, like 90 years later, almost 100 years later. It's crazy. 
Um, so, yeah, Disney Plus, of course, came out. We've had uh, Warner Brothers launch HBO Max earlier this year over in the States. Universal, uh, NBC have their own uh, streaming service over in the States called Peacock. And now Paramount. Paramount. Yeah, they're just about to Paramount launch. They launch here well. next year, don't they? Yeah, 2021. It's being yep. launched globally, which is pretty cool. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. So um, that is actually because Paramount is owned by CBS – well, Paramount owns CBS. I think, I don't know, whatever way around it is. Um, they have uh, a streaming platform over there called CBS All Access over in the States. Yep. Um, and because CBS owns Channel 10 here in Australia, we have Did 10. they really? Yeah. I mean, didn't realise yeah, that. Yeah, they're the parent company of Channel really? 10. Yeah, CBS. Oh, yeah, yeah, we, yeah. Don't, we don't own anything here in no, Australia anymore, do no, we? No, not I don't anymore. think we even own Vegemite anymore. No, do we, we don't. Oh, no, it's crazy. But, yeah, so CBS owns Channel 10 here, so we have 10 All Access. Uh, so next year, CBS All Access, 10 All Access, whatever they have in any other places around the world, All Access is being rebranded as Paramount Plus. Oh, my God. <laughs> what, do you think of, what do you think of the name? Well, they're just ripping off this thing. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> well, this is the third one now, third streaming service that has a plus. Disney Plus, Apple TV Plus. Paramount Plus. Apple TV Plus. I didn't realise yeah, it was... Yeah, well, it's because Apple TV is the service where you can... is essentially that box. Yep. The yep, box where yep. you can, like, just stream stuff from yep. various platforms. But then their specific streaming service is Apple TV Plus. Plus. Which was, of oh, course, no. announced after Disney Plus. It's going to cost me a fortune. Well, we'll get into that for sure. So, yeah, Paramount Plus, which is not really an original name... Uh, let's be honest. Um, but anyway, that's launching, and that will make them really the only studio that doesn't have their own streaming services, Sony. Uh, Sony Columbia. Uh, yeah. So oh, Sony owns – well, Sony owns the entire Columbia Studios back catalogue. Yeah. You can imagine they'll, they'll hop on board pretty quickly. Yeah, I reckon. Um, and, of course, they've got heaps of movies. They make tons of movies every year, Sony. Um, but because they've got, like, PlayStation and stuff, maybe that's why they haven't – who knows? I don't know. But you can see that all of these, Disney, Fox, who are all under the same banner, the same banner, uh, Warner Brothers, Universal, Paramount, all have got their own streaming services now. The only one left out is Sony Columbia. And I'm sure it's just a matter, matter yeah, of time. It's a matter of time. Um, I just actually remember there is another streaming service with a plus, ESPN Plus, yeah, which was right. actually the yeah, first yeah. one, but that's owned by Disney. So that's kind of like a compendium to Disney Plus. It's not on Disney Plus though, is it? Not in Australia, but it is overseas. You can get like a bundle with Disney Plus, Hulu, and um, ESPN Plus, but not here yet. What we're actually going to get here next year is a service, I believe it's called Star, which is going to be an add-on to Disney Plus, which bundles up all the Fox catalogue because there's not really a lot of Fox stuff on Disney Plus at the moment. Um, So I don't know if they'll bring in ESPN with that or whatever, but yeah, so apparently it's going to be like, I don't know if it's going to be a separate service or whether it's like a split portion of the Disney Plus app. I'm not sure how it's going to work. Um, but, yeah, uh, so essentially the big thing now is, you know, Netflix started to rival cable. You didn't need cable anymore. But now all these companies have realised, well, there's a market here for streaming services. And we've essentially, essentially reinvented cable and yeah, probably right. probably killed cable. Oh, it'll, it'll kill cable. In the long run. So, because, I mean... You, well, we've got cable here in Australia. Mm-hmm. Foxtel. Which is Foxtel. It's our only cable provider yep. here in Australia. And I think I pay, I don't know, maybe 100 and, 
about 120 odd bucks a month mm-hmm. for that. Yep. And there's I've already seen content leaving Foxtel. Foxtel. Mm. Oh yeah. Like we don't have Showtime anymore. Well, exactly right. That's because, all gone. Well, CBS owns Showtime. Yeah. So Showtime. So Showtime's gone. pissing off um, to. I believe I'm not. I'm not too sure about this, but I think a lot of the Showtime stuff is on Ten All Access. Because ten CBS, yeah, you can you can you can still get some here, yeah, but, it's, but not it's, not, it's not it's not on Foxtel anymore. Yeah, of course. So it's going to get to a point where I'm going to dump Foxtel. Well, Disney Channel, Disney Channels left Foxtel yep. when Disney Plus came in. We've lost all the Australian um, music channels have yeah, pissed off. Right. Um, Everything's owned by MTV, I think. Yeah, yeah, it is. Which now. is Viacom, who owns Nickelodeon. So a lot of Foxtel is like Nickelodeon Viacom content now, which is insane. Um, so. Yeah, no, so that's crazy. Um, but uh, look, these are these are these, the streamers available in Australia alone. So if we break this down, you have Netflix, you have Stan, Amazon Prime, Apple TV+, Plus, Disney+, Plus, Star, which is probably coming soon, which is the Fox branch off of Disney+, Plus, maybe ESPN+, Plus, HBO, um, which is Warner Brothers, HBO, uh, Peacock, which is the universal one, and Paramount+, Plus will all be coming soon next year. Uh, we've got one called Binge+, which is actually Foxtel's streaming service. They own one called Binge. Yeah. Um, KO Sport, which is owned by Foxtel as well. That's all the Fox channel. That's all the sports channels. Well, Foxtel are sitting themselves up, aren't they? Exactly right. Um, exactly right. <laughs> hey You Reality, which is owned by NBC Universal. Shudder, which is a horror horror movies TV, owned by AMC. Got one called Acorn, which is British television series. That's owned by AMC as well. Next year, Britbox is coming in, which is British TV as well, which is owned by BBC and ITV. So we can probably say goodbye to Acorn once Britbox is in. Um, I Wonder is a documentary one, which I wasn't too familiar with, but that's owned by James Bridges, who is the ex-head of content over at Foxtel. And there's two free streaming services called Canopy and Tubi. So there is at least... And there's... there's there's another one you can get access to called Quibi, I think. Oh it's yeah, called. yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is another free one. Yeah. So there's at least eighteen, nearly twenty. Yep. Coming, including those that are coming soon next year, here in Australia alone, USA. There's multitudes of other ones as well. So this is if you were to subscribe to every single one of them. Essentially, look if you look at all of that, you've got content from all the major studios. You've got television shows, you've got British television shows, you have got your sports package, you've got your reality, you've got your horror, you've got your documentaries. That's everything that cable offers. Yep. Absolutely everything. So essentially, if you bought all of these back up, you've rebundled your cable subscription. Exactly right. Right? So all up, that's close to $180, maybe $250 if you were to buy all of them. I mean, they most most of them are like $10. Some of them are like um, like $25, I think, KO. Is a little bit more expensive, like twenty five, thirty dollars, or something like that. Yeah, I think um, KO's twenty five, and um, Netflix is what fifteen bucks or something. something like that. Yeah, Disney Plus is I think on the lower end, nine dollars, ten dollars. Um, so the cable bill, as you said, is about it's about a hundred and four dollars for all packs. I looked on Foxtel, so it sounds like you're getting ripped off. You might have to get no, no, no. So we got two boxes. Oh, we got the so two you, boxes. You got to pay extra of for course, the second yeah. box. So apparently, yeah, uh, it's a hundred and four dollars for all packs. But if you want single packs, so these days you can kind of just pick and choose what you want. You just want movies. You just want reality. You just want sport. Whatever. Yep. It's between twenty five to fifty five dollars, depending on what package you want, right? So it's about the same cost of getting cable. Maybe a little bit more expensive if you were to get all the streaming services. It's about, it's about around about the same cost as cable. But now, 
you have control over what content you actually get. Yeah, and you can chop and change month to exactly month. Exactly right. Providing, oh, yeah. providing they'll get they'll get wise to that and they'll start oh, putting sure. you on plans. And they'll oh say, yeah, exactly. I go, right. Okay, well you've got to sign up for twelve months. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. I won't be doing that for sure. Well, Disney Plus offers the twelve month plan. Yeah. Which is I be- I don't know if it's the only one, but Netflix doesn't offer the twelve month, does it? Don't. Know. I don't know. Don't know. Got to look into that. Well, we pay, you sure. pay the monthly for the Netflix, but Disney yeah. Plus I've paid for the full year. Um, but yeah, you can like chop and change. Like, how much on cable do we not watch? Just so hundreds of channels. Oh, and there's probably watch like ten. There's probably there's probably oh really there's really probably four maybe five channels. That yeah, we regularly watch yeah. on cable. And there's, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know how many, 60 channels or something? Or something like that. Maybe more, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, we watch our, because we've got, in Australia, we have free-to-air. Mm-hmm. Um, then we have anti-siphoning laws and all those sorts yeah. of things. So we've got, what have we got? We've got channel, we've got, um, the ABC, we've got ABC, ABC, 7, 9, 10. SBS. And SBS. Yeah. So there's five free-to-air channels. And channel 31, local and community TV. Yeah, that's right, can't forget them. No, um, i so start. So you've, so you've got six. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So you've got six, uh, six free to air channels. Mm-hmm. Yet we we don't watch it through, through um, you know digital. Yeah, yeah. We watch it through watch the, it through the, through the Foxtel because we can then chop and change from mm-hmm. from you know a Foxtel channel to a free to air channel. Yeah. Um, but you know it's just going to get to a point where. I'll dump Foxtel because there, mm. there's nothing on it. Well, Foxtel... And they play a lot of old content. Yeah, it's like old, all the good stuff's being ripped off. They do have... They have Foxtel Now or Foxtel Go or whatever it's called, yep. which is actually a streaming service Go. add-on to your Foxtel where you can stream most of the content that's being played on Foxtel channels. There's like new-to-rent movies and stuff. It's essentially like Apple TV or Amazon yeah, where yeah. you can just like rent movies and stuff. Um, so I think that's probably the way that Foxtel is probably going to try and push. Oh, for sure. But with all these studios opening their own streaming services, yeah, there's well, going to be nothing for well, anyone. You know, if you look at if you look at that list there, <coughs> Foxtel are setting themselves up with yeah, binge, exactly right. binge and KO because yeah. I mean, I, I've been reluctant to get rid of Foxtel for mm. ages, and I think I'm, I'm I think I'm still on a bloody. Contract, yeah, which is you, probably probably up until probably March next year, mm. maybe. And you've been um, on it for like twenty years. Oh yeah, exactly. We've had it for years, years, and forever. Um, but no, sorry, yeah, we because it used to be carried. It used to be carried by our by our telecommunications provider uh-huh. uh, with Optus. Optus, yeah. So we used to have Optus TV, mm. which they, they now have their own, yeah, their own one. I think what that's called. I remember. Um, anyway. But it's but it's just it's basically a chopped down version of Foxtel yeah, anyway. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then uh, and then when we went to when the NBN came through, mm-hmm. um, Foxtel, uh, sorry, um, Optus couldn't carry it anymore. Yeah. So they so they so yeah. they dumped and we had to go directly to Foxtel. Mm. That's why I'm on a contract now. Yeah. Um, and I think that contract runs out probably March or April next year, mm. and that's probably when I'll get rid of it. But but but. You know, one of the reasons I've kept it or been reluctant to get rid of it is because I love my sport. Oh yeah, exactly. You got sports. You know, package. I love I love watching the the AFL and the NRL mm-hmm. and and the NFL yep. started last week and I'm wrapped about that being back and and NBA and all this sort of stuff and I love watching my sport. I always have, mm. and that's been one reason I've been yep. reluctant to get rid of Foxtel. Yep. And when I was, you've got it all there. When I was a kid, you had Disney Channel, you had Nickelodeon, Cartoon right. Network. I was watching all that stuff as a kid. 
There's yeah, nothing was, on those channels great, I watch anymore. You know? yeah. <laughs> um, I don't really watch anything on cable myself. It's just you, and you've got your like um, car shows and yeah, um, yeah. like porn stars and yeah, but there's nothing on there that I really watch. I don't really watch much TV. It's either like streaming or DVDs and stuff, Blu-rays. Yeah, well, for me, it's it's just shows like um, Fast and Loud and yeah, um, yeah. Um, all that kind of stuff. What's it called? Kindy reality, uh, stuff. yeah, kindy special interest, yeah, all that sort yeah. of stuff, and and uh, you know renovation programs and stuff mm, like that mm-hmm. that I'm really interested in. Yeah, and of course, um, your mother she likes to watch <coughs> food programs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she watches a lot, yeah. watches a few of the, a few of the cooking programs yeah. and stuff. But we wouldn't miss them if we didn't have them. No, exactly right. Because most of it's old content. Like I've, I've, yeah, I've, yeah, the last yeah. couple of weeks, I've been watching some some fast and loud and stuff now. I've just finished watching a new season and now I'm thinking, oh, shit, what's left? Yeah. So now I'm watching some of the old crap again, you know. Yeah. And so I still enjoy watching them, but if they're not there, I'm not going to miss them. Well, you've been watching episodes of um, uh, American Chopper that you probably watched oh, five God. years ago, five, yeah, ten years exactly ago as well. Right. Yeah. It's just all the old stuff now. It's yeah. like, well, in, in fact, the, the American Chopper, I've just watched I've just watched the season that, that we've only just had on here. Oh, really? Yeah, it wasn't. Right. A, 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 uh, it was the the last season of it. Mm. Senior, I think senior versus junior or something right, something yeah, like yeah. that anyway. It's, it was after the, the you know... The, the Tuttles had all sort of split up and yeah. Paul Jr. had gone his way and mm. all that sort of stuff. Um, and there was some episodes in there that, that I'd, not, I'd not seen mm. or they hadn't played mm-hmm. or um, or whatever, and I've just sort of watched those. Um, and now they're playing some older ones again that I'm sort of sort of watching a little yeah. bit of those. But, mm-hmm. you know, so... Like, is there, the point is really... There's no point in having cable anymore. No, that's you right. You just pick and choose what you want. You get your sports, you get your Disney+. Plus. Yep. You'll get your, well, maybe ESPN if the ESPN Plus comes in because that's the only thing that's not included in KO at the moment as far as I'm aware. Well, the good, the good, thing, the good thing for me with watching the sport, though, is I mean, when all this happens, and, and because I think, don't quote me, I think that some of the, in, 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 in the US, in America, they, um, they've got three, two or three major networks that play the football, mm-hmm. the NFL. Yeah. And some of the games we don't get here because we don't get the ones that I think CBS or something have, but we get we get the ones that the games that um, um, ESPN, ESPN yeah. have, and one and I think maybe uh, maybe Fox have. I'm not. I can't yeah. remember. Right. But but the ones that Fox or whoever <clears throat> it is has, they play that on on one of our free to air. Mm. Free to air yep. um, secondary channels mm-hmm. seven seven mate I think so there are a lot of a lot of games that that we miss mm-hmm. um, and I I'm a New England Patriots fan and um, uh, we get most of those games but there's some there are some we don't have so yeah. it'd be good it'd be good for me because I'll, I'll be able to pick up Ko and and ESPN I think's on K, K, uh, Ko at the moment anyway right okay so I'll be able to I'll be able to just pick that up and, and watch most of the stuff on yeah. there anyway. So anyway, yeah, we'll have look with all the streaming services. You're essentially going to have everything that you had on Foxtel at one point or another. Yeah. Um. So you just essentially build your own bundle, and you might end up walking away spending like fifty or sixty bucks a month, and it'll be cheaper than than yeah. cable. Because but, for argument's sake, you'll 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 have Stan for a month or two. Yeah. 
and you think, oh, well, there's nothing else I want to watch on that. And in six months' time, some new content will come out that you want to watch. So you go, I'll pay yeah, for another exactly month. Right. You just chop and change. Yeah, Disney Plus right. one month, then you go to Amazon one month and watch The Grand Tour, you know, Top Gear. And then you go to the No, I haven't watched the last couple. So we've got to get onto that for sure. I threw out onto Twitter, just kind of get a a general idea of what people are thinking about this. Pulp Serial says, uh, CBS, a long-time viewer, actually. Very, uh, very very long-time viewer, actually. Uh, Pulp Serial says, CBS All Access did not work very well. It constantly crashed on me. I hated it. I like Pluto TV. Uh, which is a free service over in America as well. I don't want a paid service, especially when a lot of Viacom stuff is already on Pluto for free. Will uh, Pluto get pulled? Who knows? Don't know too much about Pluto. Uh, Pete Simos says, well, he says a bit of originality into the name wouldn't hurt. That's uh, in relation to um, Disney, uh, Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus, yeah. Pete Simos. Um, Bulig. I wish movie and TV streaming was more like Apple Music and Spotify where there are multiple different services with basically the same stuff. Streaming has basically become the new cable. He says, um, I forgot a name, says, do you think this could lead to something similar to the video game crash of 1983? Now, essentially, in 1983, the video game market got completely saturated. Sales dropped. People stopped buying consoles. People stopped buying games. And the whole market just kind of imploded on itself. It was probably the old Ataris and stuff. Yeah, it would have been back then, right? Um, With the pedals. Yeah, and there's a story about how all that was like this E.T. game. They made so many copies of E.T., didn't sell. They went and buried it in a desert somewhere in America. Yeah, there's like apparently just like thousands of this really? old E.T. game yeah, buried in the desert. Yeah. Oh, um, so someone I imagine... Go, someone should go hunting for them. Yeah, yeah. Might so be worth a few bob. I don't know if it will lead to something um, like that where it's going to implode because, again, I feel like people are just going to just pick and choose so. what they want. I think it's going to be just um, an easy way for people to to get the content they want without all the other crap that they don't want to watch um, and just, you know, more, you know, like like you say, you get away with spending 10 bucks a month. You just have one service yeah, yeah, at a yeah. time, yeah. you know, and you just watch what you want to watch. So I think it's a much easier way to control what and how you view your content. Yeah, for um, sure. So, yeah, Ben Stokes calls it a natural progression of consuming content. Give the people what they want. Am I yep. right? Yeah. Exactly right. Yep. So I've always been a believer in pay, you know, user pay, and <clears throat> if it's something you want to watch, you'll pay for it. Exactly right. And now here's a few things that we want to watch. Um, the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air celebrates its 30th anniversary this year. Um, it launched in 1990, September 10. So oh it's, it's even older than me, that series. Yeah. Not by much, uh, but it's a little bit older than me. Um, HBO Max. Going to HBO Max, Warner Brothers streaming service, is a reunion special. So Will Smith and all the cast have got back together. Uh, it's just they've gone back on, they've rebuilt the sets and they're just chatting like a reunion, like the, what they were going to do with the Friends special, or they are going to, but that's been delayed because of COVID. Um, HBO said it's an unscripted special looking back at the series and the cultural impact the series has had since its debut. Funny half-out night of music, dancing, and more special surprise guests in honour of the series that ran for six seasons and 148 episodes. And there's the whole cast, even includes Janet Hubert, who was the original Aunt Viv. Now, do you remember... Two or three seasons into the show, yeah, they, yeah, yeah, they, yeah. they changed they her out. Changed her out, yeah, uh, because Will Smith and her apparently had didn't get along. creative differences. <laughs> exactly right, um, and they haven't spoken since. And they both kind of 
fired shots at each other in the media over the years. Um, like he's blamed the whole thing on her, saying you know she was controlling on set. Uh, he's bl- she's blamed everything on him for being you know a big egotist and everything else. But she's come back, and uh, her and Will Smith had a one-on-one sit-down for the first time in twenty-seven years. Oh my god! Apparently, it's um, maybe he's grown up a bit. Well, yeah, well, you'd hope so. You'd hope so. Um, but, yeah, apparently it's very candid and it's a little bit awkward. So it's going to be an interesting one to, to sit mm. through. Um, there's also going to be a scripted drama. They're rebooting The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air as a scripted drama. Now, essentially what happened was last year a young filmmaker um, by the name of Morgan Cooper uploaded a fake teaser trailer or a fake trailer for um, Bel-Air, which was like a dramatic reimagining of the Fresh Prince of Ballet. We've got a very small clip of it right here that we'll play. You are carrying a gun on the streets to protect yourself? I've done my best, Will. But it's time for a change. You're going to Bel Air to live with your uncle and your auntie. Bel Air, out of all places. This is a second chance, Will. Don't waste it. Will? I will not bail you out again. In this house, I'm not Uncle Phil. I'm the law. Have I made myself absolutely clear? Yeah. Yeah. Wow, right. So Fabulous. So essentially what's happened is this guy, this um, filmmaker, Morgan Cooper, <clears throat> made this video, went viral. The version I saw had 6 million views. I don't know if that was the original upload that I saw or someone else's re-uploaded. Millions of views. Will Smith caught wind of it, and both Smith and Cooper are teaming up to adapt this trailer into a full-length series reboot of The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air as a gritty drama. Now, you first hear that, you think, well, that just sounds like shit. Sounds like a, yeah, a lot of shit. But, but that, you look at that trailer and you that, go, holy shit. That is beautifully made, beautifully oh. shot, beautifully acted. You have to check out the trailer. Yeah. you got to get, get on, get on. What's it? What's it's what's just it? on YouTube. It's just it? called Bel-Air. Bel-Air. So if you type in Bel-Air or Fresh Prince of Bel-Air dra- drama, whatever, it comes up. Looks amazing. Like, that's something I'm like, that's something I want to watch. Oh, oh def- most definitely. Like, I'll watch that. And it's taken lines from the original series and yeah. obviously just re-envisioned everything in like a more, like the original series are so over the top and so embellished. It's like a more realistic, gritty, grounded sort of take on it. Yeah. And usually when you say, oh, you know, you're going to do a gritty reboot and stuff, it's just like, why are you bothering? But this, I think this is going to be, and I couldn't come at a better time than right now. With yeah. the high tensions in the world and yep. everything that's going on, I think it's the perfect time. Um, <clears throat> so HBO Max, um, it's, sorry, it's being shopped around to all the streamers apparently. HBO Max, Peacock and Netflix are among, um, the Hollywood Reporter says are among the high bidders. I imagine it'll probably go to HBO Max considering uh, Will Smith has just done the Fresh Prince reunion for HBO Max. Um, it's also going to be produced by Will Smith, Quincy Jones and Benny Medina who uh, produced the original series. And the original creators, Andy and Susan Borowitz, are all set to return as executive producers as well. Um, the showrunner will be Chris Collins, who showran The Wire, Crash, and Sons of Anarchy. Um, and he's going to be as an executive producer, and he's set to co-write the script alongside Morgan Cooper, the filmmaker who made that original trailer. So how crazy is this? Yeah. Uh, um, is- is there any news as to whether whether this Morgan Cooper is actually going to be in it, or I don't know if he's going to be in it, or whether he's just behind the scenes? Is Will Smith going to be in it, or is he just produced? Is, don't know. Producer? No, nothing. This is all we know so far. So I don't know anything about cast. I imagine Will Smith's got to like pop up at some point and sort of do a little cameo or something. 
uh, really. Uh, but, yeah, look, I'm looking forward to that. I believe that's probably going to be sometime 2022, 21, maybe that, if they fast track it. In that trailer that um, they... Uh, Ja- uh, yeah, jazz, jazz isn't it? Jazz and Jeff, yeah. Well, you got to have all the, you got to have all those characters. Yeah, so fantastic. that's going to be really. I'm good. really looking forward to I that. Can't if, wait to that. If that comes to fruition, that'll be fantastic. Well, like I said, the original series. Debuted. So get on, get online and yeah, have a look. It's, check it it's really worth a look. Yeah, good. Um, it gives you a good idea of what the series is going to be like. Hopefully, but like I grew up with this series. It debuted 1990, a year before I was born. I watched it as a kid uh, when I was like early teens. I got all the DVDs. I rewatched it from yep. the beginning. Just love the show. Great show. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to see what they do with this. Um, also, Fresh Prince news quickly. Um, you can, if if you uh, want to fork out thirty dollars, you can rent out the <laughs> yeah, um, the right. original yeah, house. Yeah. Now it's not the house. Obviously, the interiors were sets, but the exterior, the exterior of the house yeah. that you see, which is a house in Brentwood, California, a mansion rather. Uh, Will Smith has organised with Airbnb that you can rent out the house. Does Will Smith own it? Does he? Or I don't know. I don't know. I, d- I didn't really read that far into it. Probably should have, but Will Smith has... Well, maybe, because Will Smith's organised it with Airbnb, right? So for $30 a night, and they're only offering it for, like, uh, the 2nd, 5th, 8th, 11th, and 14th of Cal- of, um, of October. So only a select few nights. Obviously, it must be like a, what do you call it, like a lottery thing, mm. pick your name out of a hat. But it's five groups of two, and you have to prove that you don't have COVID and that the person that you're going into the house with, you live with. <laughs> Oh, God. So yeah. um, there was one report saying that you get food with it as well. All in yeah, build. well, I heard one report that it was yeah. 30 bucks a night including food. Including but you food. heard I heard $40, 40 including, including food, food. But then I looked at some articles. I couldn't find anything about the food. So I'm not too mm, sure. Interesting. Um, so, yeah, so that's some stuff to look forward to. There's a, f- a few other movies that have kind of been talked about throughout the week that have been announced recently. Uh, the Batman is back in production. Pattinson is COVID-free. Pattinson, Robert Pattinson, who allegedly, now they're saying allegedly, yeah, had, had COVID. COVID. Um, he is now cleared, apparently, and he's back to work on the Batman. So it, was the never, Batman. it was never confirmed who had it on set. No, exactly right. They kind of came out and they said Robert Pattinson had it. Um, so, look, we're just assuming whoever did have it, if it was Pattinson, it's all cleared. Well, I hope he's okay or whoever had it is okay. Uh, but Batman is back in production. Um, um, Madonna. Madonna. Um, she's writing and directing her own bio- biopic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fraught with danger, that one, I can well, tell exactly you. right. Well, it's co-written with Diablo Cody, who wrote Juno, Tully, and Young Adult. And Amy Pascal is producing. Okay. I mean, Juno, Juno and Tully, were, I enjoyed both oh, Yeah, of they those. were great. All three of those films were great. I'm not sure about Young Adult. I've seen that. Yeah, I think you have seen that, yeah. It wasn't as memorable as the other two. Well, even Tully, I didn't think was that great. I mean, but Juno Juno's was a great film. fantastic. Yep. Um, but yeah, I don't... I, me, personally, someone controlling their own biopic is just is a recipe for disaster. Self-indulgent. Really Very self-indulgent. self-indulgent. But that's and, Madonna. Well, exactly right. Yeah, uh, she's she's been posting some crazy stuff on Instagram and stuff recently too. Um, but like, what I didn't like Bohemian Rhapsody, no, which was the Queen biopic, which the members of the surviving members of Queen were all involved, heavily yeah, involved yeah. as producers. Yeah. And like you said, it came off incredibly self indulgent, yeah. really whitewashed. They they kind of glossed over all the real controversies and stuff. Really, only just kind of touched on Freddie Mercury and his. You know, his battle with um, with his uh, his disease and all that kind of stuff. It was just very, just kind of, uh, just very glossy. Very glossy. Yeah. Um, so you can imagine Madonna, who is a big stage diva, is just really going to just play this yeah, like sure. crazy. It's just going to yeah. be over the top. It's going to be self-indulgent. 
and just gonna just kind of watch over all the yeah all the crazy stuff. Yeah, well, hope hope not. I mean, she she's you know in the in, well, the, in the years gone by, she's been pretty open about a lot well, of I stuff. Think so, well, it could be interesting. You know. Who knows? But I think someone um, it'll be know. worth a look. It'll be worth a look for sure. Um, what else? Let's we move got? on. Father Christmas yeah. is back. Father Christmas, Christmas is back. Oh, that's, no. Well, that's the name of it, apparently. Yeah, it's a Christmas film. With Kelsey Grammer, John Cleese, and Elizabeth Hurley. <laughs> it looks like an absolute piece of shit. Yeah, there's three <laughs> names that don't you don't really see in movies anymore. No, um, no. but we love Kelsey Grammer, Frasier, love love, love Frasier, John Cleese, of course, Monty Python, yep. and Elizabeth Hurley, um, Austin Powers. Yeah, can't really right. think of yeah. what else she was in. Really, it's done a lot of stuff. Really. Um, was but, she a Bond girl at one stage? Oh, man. Yeah, I, I don't know. No, no. She was Austin Powers. She was, um, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I can't remember the character's name now, but was in Austin Powers as the Bond girl of Austin of that Austin Powers yeah, film. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's currently shooting in the UK. No release date, no platform. Don't know whether it's going theatrical to cinemas or whether it's going on streaming. It sounds like a Netflix movie to me. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? So it could be a Netflix film. I think it's going to be one of those ones that looks so bad that you're although going to have to look I, although, at it. Although I, I saw saw something on TV the other day, that although we, where I first mm. saw it, um, they said it will be released to cinemas. Right. Okay, that's interesting. Nobody's going to go to see that. Well, no, not in the movies. Nobody, yeah, so. That's what I mean. It sounds like Netflix movie. Mm. Sounds like it's got Netflix all over it. Now, another favourite of ours, yeah. John C. John C. Riley. Um, doing it, has done or is doing. A, mm-hmm. Oh, no, I think it's released. It's releasing very soon. Very soon. Uh, November November something, I Sometime think. Sometime this year. Um, Moonbase 8. Mm-hmm. That looks pretty good. Looks it's good. A, um, a, a comedy comedy space film. Yeah. A space series of about, about six like episodes. Got like a bit of like a thriller edge to it as well, drama. Yeah. It's from A24 Films, independent production company who did Midsummer, The Lighthouse, Uncut Gems, Hereditary, Moonlight, ton of other stuff. So they've all got that real sort of like thriller kind of subversive kind of thing going on. I think this could be good. Like there's a trailer for it. Looks great. Yeah, it looks it's really going to be good. great. Uh, John looks C. Really Riley is fantastic. It's good to see him doing like more of a comedic role sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, SpongeBob. SpongeBob. This is just a quick one. Uh, just a shout out to all the Australian uh, listeners out there. Um, SpongeBob is getting his own channel on Foxtel. It's a pop-up channel. It's the first time Foxtel's ever launched a kids' TV pop-up channel, which kind of reminds me of the old days. They used to do these like um, big, like two-week-long Simpsons marathons on Fox Eight, yep. and I get my nan, your mother, to yeah. record them all. Yeah, and I had like right. twenty tapes of just yeah. all the Simpsons at one point um, because they just played like the entire series beginning to end. So Foxtel's launching a SpongeBob SquarePants channel. For the upcoming school holidays, it's to celebrate the 20th anniversary of SpongeBob. It runs from Thursday, 17th of September to Tuesday, October 6th. It's a marathon featuring all 11 seasons, 240 episodes, and more than 480 hours of nautical nonsense. So I think that's going to be a bit of fun. Mm. Uh, we're, we're running out of time. We so are we running out of time. Move on and we're throwing a couple of quick couple questions, of questions here today for, yeah. from, uh, from, from patrons. Yep. Uh, who have we got here? Uh, Tushar Sharma. Yes, his patron. Choose two franchises uh, and the rest would be forever deleted. Righto. Really quickly. Mm-hmm. Who? Uh, well, we've Star got... Wars, Indiana Jones, Harry Potter. I've got to delete. Toy Story, MCU. Oh, I've got to choose two. Choose two. Only have two. I can't be without my MCU. Yep. I can, um, probably, I can probably be without Star Wars for the rest of my life, the amount of just crap that you know, comes along with, with that. Yeah. Um, I've got to go with Toy Story. Yeah, you got to go with Star. Um, uh, yeah, MCU and Toy Story. I reckon. 
Yeah. Best of both worlds. Out of, out of that, that list. Out of that yeah, list sure. there anyway. Get rid of James Bond. Don't care too much for him. Yeah. Indiana Jones, that's a tough one to get rid of. Harry Potter, I've never been too huge on. Yeah, I reckon there you go. Yeah. That's a good one. Let's get another question. James, then. James, who is, uh, in fact, that was to, to share, was a Patreon. Yes. James, another Patreon. So, um, uh, do you think that Disney will do more premier access films, despite saying they won't, if Milan is very successful, which it seems to be on track to? Well, uh, yeah, Leighton asked a similar question, asked how Mulan went with its re- release. Mulan did fairly well. It uh, got Disney Plus a 68% increase in subscribers and made $35.5 million on opening weekend. Obviously not as much as it would have made in cinemas, uh, but that's a net profit to Disney, so they've taken that exactly. whole lot. Yeah. Right? Um, and that means that's probably 1.2 million people have viewed it over that opening weekend. And I don't know if that's just in the US or in Australia. I think that's a success. I think Disney would count that as as a success. And I would say that absolutely there'll be more Premier Access films. In fact, they're already talking in the trades, Hollywood Report or whatever, about Soul being released direct to Disney Plus towards the end of the year, which is the next Pixar film. So I think... It was huge in China, wasn't that Mulan? Mulan, no. Well, kind of... It only did 23 million in China, which is under... Um, which is under what they were expecting for yeah. China. But there's been a whole boycott thing going on, a lot of like really political things going on with the movie regarding where it was filmed and just a lot of stuff kind of led to like this big boycott, the, the lead star in it as well. You know, people had a bit of an issue with some political things she was saying and it was a big boycott behind mm. that film. Uh, it made $6 million in the other countries that did receive it theatrically as well, which was only a few other uh, countries as well. Um, but, yeah. A couple of really quick ones. So we just want yes. really quick answers yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, what's that one? I, I, I Igorowan. I, I, I think. Or, or, I, I Igorowan, I think. I Igorowan. I yeah. uh, do you have preference for hand-drawn or CGI animation? Don't have a preference for either. I think the same amount of love, care and work goes into um, each each one. So, yeah. Joseph Pazantes. Yep. Hope I'm pronouncing these correctly. Yep. If I'm not, I apologise. Uh, what's the first Blu-ray you ever owned? I believe we bought the Ocean's trilogy, the Dark Knight, uh, the Dark Knight, and Batman Begins. They came in a two-pack. Dark Knight Rises hadn't yep. come out then, and I can't remember what else. They're the only ones that I remember. There were a couple other things we got along with them as well. <clears throat> but yeah, Ross, the film critic. Yep. Do you think the Star Wars fandom will criticise the new trilogy? Uh, in the next few years, and look back on the on the sequel trilogy, and being more kind to it, like the prequel. Okay, so like essentially, so essentially, everyone ragged on the prequels while they were coming out, and then ten years later, everyone loves the prequels. I think yep. he's saying if people are ragging on the new sequels, and then will they eventually, will like they, I think they will. I think yeah. people will look back, despite everything we've talked about it, just the production history is yeah. just crap, um, you know, and the the way they made the movies wasn't great, the way the trilogy kind of panned out as an arced story was not very good. I think people will look on with it with fondness. People who love the prequels are kids who grew up with it, like myself. I was eight years old when, you know, The Phantom Menace came out, and I love those films. They have flaws, but I love them. Give another 10, 20 years, people will look on to these with, you know, yeah. I think... Evan, One more question. Ev- Evan Clannon. Evan yep. yep. Uh, are there any particular online personalities who've gotten you into YouTube? Well, I think the big one was probably Casey Neistat. His stuff was just like really uh, inspirational, uh, influential on myself and just getting into, just getting something happening. And we really only stumbled across him too. Yeah. Because at the time we were looking at buying a drone and we were looking at 
looking for reviews on mm-hmm. drones. Mm-hmm. And um, and his was one of the first ones that came up with the DJI, Ma- uh, not the Mavic, the, yeah. whatever it's called. Whatever, yeah. Um, and thought, oh, geez, this guy doesn't make a bad video. And we looked, watched a few more of his review videos and stuff. And, yeah. and um, his vlogs. And then came across his vlogs and yeah, thought, wow, yeah. this guy's quite in- interviewing what he what he what did. Well, yeah. you knew nothing of him before that. Yeah. And um, yeah, so th- so I think that was just really that catalyst to get into just get something happening. Um, there's been so many like entertainment YouTubers, podcasters, stuff that really got me into wanting to do this kind. Of, like I've wanted to do it my whole life, just talk about movies, make stuff. Uh, but that was the catalyst. Stuff like uh, Mr. Sunday Movies, who yep. does really great stuff. He's a really great guy who I've have come to know through doing my channel and stuff. Um, really great guy. Um, is a patron supporter as well. Yes. Yes. Uh, so thank you, Mr. Sunday Movies. Um, and of course, um, uh, we'll have to get him on. Yeah, we will get him on. Get him I think. On. I think we'll yep. get him on. If you're listening out there, um, and um, uh, uh, Double Toasted were really great as well. Just movie reviewers, yeah, a bunch they're of fantastic. Guys get they're fabulous. Do some great movie reviews. So yeah. that's it. That is it. That's all for today's show. <clears throat> you can hear it in my throat already. I'm getting a little bit. Scratchy. And we skimmed over a lot of stuff there too. We did skim over a lot of stuff. We went through a lot of stuff really quickly. Um, of course, if you want to send in any questions, I do a shout out on the YouTube community board and on Twitter, kind of early to midweek. Uh, you can submit more questions. Sorry that I can't get to every single one of them. We kind of press for time in this one-hour time slot. Um, of course, you can find me on YouTube at Dave Lee Down Under, over on Twitter and Instagram at Dave Lee Down Under. Just search for me and I will pop up. Uh, this episode is going out on all podcasting platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts on every Monday. The visual element is also available to view on YouTube on the Monday, but it goes out two days early to patron supporters. Patreon.com forward slash Dave Lee Down Under. Um, this week on YouTube, I've just launched my Yosemite Sam Cartoon Evolution and the Voice Evolution Companion. So get on those, watch those away. This upcoming week, we've got my first volume of the Pixar Ranking. There's going to be about five volumes of those over the next five months or so. This is the first volume, which is the Platinum Age, which is going to be awesome. Um, we've also got the Secret Society of Second Born Royals review that is up now. We've got the interviews with the cast coming midweek. I've got a surprise video. I think everyone's going to be very excited about that one. I'm not going to say too much. Look, guys. Something that people have been asking for it's for a long Something people time. have been asking for a long time, and you're, gonna, you're finally going to get it. You're finally, finally going to get it. Okay, guys. Thanks so much. We will see you next week. Take it easy. Thanks for joining us.